Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode. I'm joined by my friend Jen Foster, and she's here to talk all about getting more comfortable on video. So this is something I hear from you guys all the time that, you know, getting on video is scary, feels overwhelming. You don't know where to start. Um, You feel very like insecure. You don't know what to say. Uh, Honestly, I hear this all the time. And the reason I wanted to bring Jen on is, uh, well, number one, she's a friend of mine. She's a past client. And I've actually seen her business really um, grow and soar so much over the last um, maybe year or two. I can't actually remember how many years she's been in business now, but it hasn't been too long. And she has done so well at putting herself out there, um, mastering getting on video and um, doing really well with Instagram reels, which we're going to talk a little bit about today as well. Uh, But before we get started, let me just tell you a bit about Jen. Jen Foster, creator of The Holistic Mind, is a registered holistic nutritionist who specializes in women's hormonal health. She's currently enrolled in the Institute of Menstrual Health, where she will complete her certificate in women's hormonal health in April of 2022. Jen is passionate about empowering individuals with periods to feel strong and confident in their bodies. And Jen works with people one-on-one all over the world, as well as she runs a 10-week virtual reset called the Holistic Hormone Reset. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Jen. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is... um, like I mentioned in the intro, something everybody is always asking me about and wants to know, how can I feel more comfortable on video? How can I put myself out there? So yeah. um, you have done such a good job with that. And I'm sure, as we'll talk about, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sure that, you know, you probably had to work yourself into feeling more confident. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it comes and goes for sure. Um, I'm sure we'll get to this question later on, but I do feel natural behind the camera which helps um when I started doing like reels and videos um yeah it just does come kind of naturally but I do have some like a process in place for that so yeah Mm -hmm. excited to learn about the process well before we dig into that more I would love for you to just share with everyone um when you graduated how did you start your business like those first few steps to kind of like where you are today yeah um So yeah, how did I start my business and when? So I graduated from nutrition school from CSNN here in Victoria in 2019. Um, And I knew that when I graduated that I wanted to run my own business. Um, When I decided, when I left Winnipeg that if I was going to do this, I did want to work for myself. So in nutrition school, um, I was lucky enough to have you as my teacher uh, for my <laughs> business course, um, as short-lived as that course was. Um, you were so knowledgeable about the ins and outs of running a business um, around nutrition specifically, and then conveniently, you also have and still do have that program, uh, Launch Your Nutrition Business. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I graduated, I felt like 
I couldn't really pass that up because I felt there was such a lack of instruction in terms of running your own business in CSN or CSNN. Um, mm-hmm. You were such an amazing teacher, but again, the course was just so short. And so to really dive deep into becoming an entrepreneur, I knew I needed some more education. So I took your program, um, basically, oh gosh, like a month after graduating. So it was the fall of 2019. Um, and then I was able to get kind of all of the foundations and logistics together, um, on how to launch at the early parts of 2020. Um, so, you know, like getting the finances all together and forms and moving my blog from WordPress over to Squarespace, my offering, um, my language, the legal side of things, that stuff. So, um, but I will say in addition to your course, um, I had done quite a bit of preparation prior, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just didn't come in without anything, um, into school and also into taking your program. So I started a blog back in 2018 on WordPress that covered pretty much all things holistic. Um, and it was primarily rooted in holistic skincare and lifestyle. And I also signed up for a virtual course at that time um, with a girl named Helene in between. That's how you can find her online. Um, But her course was really tailored around learning about Instagram, um, creating my bio, marketing, photo editing, and collaborating. And that Mm. was kind of like my first big investment at that time. Um, But as I dove into like creation mode and collaborations, I started to uh, get more of a following um, on the Instagram front. So I got to try out products and collaborate and write reviews and to continue my research with holistic nutrition. And that's kind of where it all started. So I did have a solid base with Instagram before I started my business, which I found really helped. And I would recommend other people would do that as well. Yeah. And I know, okay. So obviously, like you mentioned, you had your blog, you had the Instagram, but there's always a shift, you know, even if you're like um, doing product reviews or you're talking about like, you know, nutrition, like basics of nutrition, but there's always a shift when you kind of switch to more of having like a signature program and a very like clear niche, which for you kind of became um, hormonal health and skin health at some point. And so what was that like, you know, kind of going from more like general sharing about nutrition and products you loved mm-hmm. um, and kind of like anything about holistic living to more more specific about like your signature program, your niche being educational, like how did you make that switch? Yeah, well, I would say it started with your program. Um, Just with the stuff that you were trying to get across, you know, with niching down, as you would say it, and finding your ideal client, because the online world is so big, especially on Instagram. Um, And I feel like there's so many practitioners out there. And yeah, if you're not niching down and focusing on a specific area for let's say holistic nutrition um you can kind of get lost in the mix and it can be hard to create an offering you know create marketing um your language you know language around your ideal client it just can get all really muddy so um after taking your program i knew i wanted to do hormones and skin and then in the last i'd say since like March, so about six to eight months, I've really just honed in on 
um, women's hormonal health and menstrual health. So very specific. And I kind of just keep, keep skin as like a side hobby because <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted to make it very, very specific. But I found that since really niching down like that, um, it has been super beneficial just in terms of finding those ideal clients. And it also makes it easier for them to find me online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which also we can probably talk about in a little bit, like how you come up with ideas for reels or for video content or how you know what to talk about. Because I think that's one of the big things of people being like, I don't feel comfortable on video is because they don't know what the heck they're going to say. And then that confidence kind of plummets. But before we get there, I'm really curious if you can share with everyone, like, where did your first client's come from and also I guess this is like a double-edged question like where did the first ones come from and where are they coming from now like is it the same type of people or is this like a whole different approach yeah that's a really good question um and I think that's like I mean when I was in nutrition school and when I decided like hey I'm doing this I really had no freaking idea where my clients were gonna come from um, which was always pretty daunting but yeah initially honestly it was like friends and family. Um, it was people that I was working with. I was serving for a while, um, while I was getting my business up and running. So just word of mouth, like actually going on telling people like, this is what I'm doing now. Um, this is who I help. This is what I'm focusing on. And, you know, just got a couple clients through that. I helped my mom, you know, Mm -hmm. I helped her friend and then, yeah, it wasn't until, um, you know, the pandemic happened and I took probably like a solid six months off of everything with my business, um, that I was able to refocus my energy and get super clear on my niche and my offerings. And I kind of had my first launch on Instagram and, um, I also utilized my newsletter with that as well. And so all of my clients, I'd say, well, I shouldn't say all, I'd say about 80% of them have come strictly from Instagram Mm. and then it's been referrals. Um, I've had referrals actually from my sister. She lives out in Calgary and she's a holistic, um, esthetician. She does facials. And so as you may know, or may not know, like your skin is connected to your hormones and your gut and all of that. So, um, she would just refer clients that were having issues with their skin to me to address their hormones. So I've had a few clients from that and that's pretty much what I've been utilizing is Instagram and referrals at this point. Yeah. And I love that you've kind of found, uh, what works for you and what, where you should be putting your energy. Cause I'm sure if, you know, you're finding that only 20% of your clients were coming from Instagram, you'd maybe be thinking, should I be spending so much time creating content for Instagram, but it's working for you. So, um, mm. surprising. If you had asked me like five years ago, if that would be the case, I would laugh. Use <laughs> like, Instagram solely for my business? No, but that's exactly what I'm doing. So I guess it works. Yeah. And, you know, just to now like dig deeper into this conversation of getting more comfortable on video, um, you know, obviously, like you mentioned earlier, you know, you feel a bit natural in front of the camera, but, you know, it wasn't until you got clear on some pieces like your niche and your program and you knew what you were talking about that you could start putting yourself out there. But also one big piece that I really want to highlight is that I think that you really, or you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you really looked at what was working on Instagram. And at that time when you kind of 
went all in, did your big program launch, really utilized Instagram as a tool, Mm -hmm. I think what you saw was that reels were doing really well. So you really doubled down on doing reels. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know when they started becoming popular. I feel like the last two years is a blur, but it definitely was in the last, let's say, year. Would you agree? Like, I think, Yeah. yeah. So, um, I just started doing some research online about reels and why they were so popular and, you know, what was the benefit. And it seemed like the biggest benefit was their reach, um, that you just had more of a likelihood of reaching more people and having more eyes on you. And ultimately that's the goal on Instagram because people don't know about you or they can't see you. How are they going to know about your offering? And so I thought I needed to hop on the bandwagon with reels as hesitant as I was. It was kind of a learning curve just in terms of, you know, like recording the video and editing and um, filters and text and coming up with ideas and voiceovers. Like it felt like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? But it ended up being quite easy and there's a lot of resources out there. So yeah, I would say, I try to post, I mean, right now I try and post four to five times a week and I try and post a reel every second day um, Mm. with that. And I have kind of a method behind reels and what my process is. So I don't know if that's something you want me to share, but I totally please please share the secrets. I think everyone would love to know the process because I think it can feel overwhelming. Like you're seeing certain people do like um, trendy reels or things that are trending or you see people kind of like taking a spin on it and doing something different or like you you don't really know like do you jump on the trend or do you do something your own way so like what is your process for coming up with ideas totally so um yeah like everybody's gonna have their own process I don't know if you know mine's like the best process, but it's been working for me. And also based on my research um, and who I follow for inspiration, I think this is a good way to start, especially if you're new to reels. So um, basically I'm going to try and make this like as short as possible, but um, I typically will sit down like one to two times a week and I'll look for trending reels. Like you just talked about um, in my explore page. So when I say trending, Um, I mean, when you're watching a reel um, in your explore page, let's say, and you look down at the bottom left at the song that the person is using, if it's trending, there will be a little diagonal arrow on it. Um, And when it comes to a trending song, I also look at how many times it's been used. So if you click the song and you basically open it up and you can see all the people that have used that song, there's also going to be a number under it for how many times it's been used. So my kind of rule of thumb is that when I look at picking a trending song, I try and keep it under 10 to 15,000 plays because when you get up into like the five figures or millions, your reel could get really lost in that mixture. Cause that's mm-hmm. a lot of reels for one song. Right. And especially if you're new to reels or if you're following an engagement is a bit on the lower side, you just may not have as much reach. So that's one thing that I look at. Um, I, I actually never knew about that. Sorry to interrupt, but I actually did not know about that diagonal arrow and oh. that that meant a tra- trending sound. I I did not know that. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Well, yeah, when I found that out, I was like, what? And then that's how I find all my reels. So um, 
Yeah. And then the next point that I always like to do when it comes to reels and, you know, batch creating and stuff like that, um, when I'm finding solid trending reels, I'll just click on the song and I'll save it. Um, so you can always find your saved audio for reels um, for later on. So you don't have to like, you know, record the reel right away. You can save it for later. So I always go ahead and save like 10 to 20 trending reels when I'm sitting down one to two times a week. So I have that all prepped for later on. Um, what else? What else? The other good rule of thumb too, is that when you're scrolling through your explore page, let's say looking for reels that you want to use, if you keep noticing like that same song keeps coming up, it's a good idea to save it because it means that it's on the up and up. It's going to be trending and you want to start um, implementing that into your posts as well, probably like in the next week or two. Hmm. Um, the other thing that I also use is a content calendar. Uh, I usually update this about once a month. Um, I'm at the point now I wasn't doing this in the initial stages, but I'm at the point now where I'm color coding things with like posts and reels or videos or stories um, and I'll just like brain dump into there. Um, and again, like you mentioned before, when you have a niche, those ideas will start to flow a little bit more organically. Um, so I'll just brain dump ideas into there. And then basically I'll pick a day during the week where I want to record reels. So usually I do it on the weekend, um, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and I'll sit down for a couple hours. Uh, I'll pick like 10 reels that are trending. Um, I'll go to my content calendar and I'm like, okay, like this reel lines up with this caption or, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But honestly, again, when you have a niche, when you have a very specific audience and you, you know, your, your messaging, when reels start to come up and you hear the audio or like you start watching other people's version of these reels, I honestly think that the ideas will just naturally flow out of you because like, Oh, well I can relate this to periods or, you know, to cycle syncing or to irregular periods. Like mm. that's why it's so important to have that niche because I just feel like the ideas will flow out of you. Um, what else? What else? Oh, I, what else do I have here? So lastly, I also follow other social media gurus on Instagram for inspiration, but also for updates on Instagram's algorithm and just, you know, what's trending, what's not, and like how to stay up to date because, I mean, I don't really have time to know all of that stuff. I don't think anybody does unless that's your business. So um, I can send you uh, these creators and you can maybe post them in the show notes um, yeah in the show notes but mm -hmm. for example there's like Janae Rose official Brock 11 Johnson mm -hmm. um Pink Sparrow social those are kind of like my main go-to's on Instagram and mine too I totally look to them as well so <laughs> good yeah. to hear we're on the same page yeah so um oh one last thing too <laughs> I know this is a lot of information about reels but this is this is great yeah. Okay. So, um, when it comes to posting and with reels as well, if you do have a business or creator account, you should be able to see your insights, um, for your Instagram on your homepage there right underneath your bio. So once you start getting going and posting regularly or consistently on Instagram, it's a good idea to look at your insights and to see, you know, 
when your followers are on Instagram, like when you have the most people on Instagram viewing your content, what your demographic is, that sort of thing. Um, Because what I've noticed is that, you know, Monday to Wednesdays are pretty slow days for me in terms of who's watching me, um, what my reach is like, that sort of thing. So if I've got some really hot reels in my back pocket that I want the world to see or some direct offer posts or like, you know, I'm really having a lot of call to action in those posts. I won't post those Monday to Wednesday Hmm. because Thursday to Sunday, I have a lot more people online that are looking at my stuff. So I'll decide to post the reels, um, you know, Thursday to Sunday, if that makes sense, because I find that I end up doing have a lot more views and more likes and conversations start to pop up from there. Well, I really love that point. And that's really smart because, you know, kind of going back to that whole idea of like, you know, a lot of the reasons why we're not doing reels or we're not doing videos because we're just not comfortable. And if you kind of like work up the effort, you know, and the motivation and the confidence to do one and no one sees that there's no conversation, there's no likes, you're going to feel like your confidence is plunging. Mm -hmm. So I love that idea of like looking at like the best times or what's working and doing more of that, maybe doing less of what's not working and, you know, Mm -hmm. really just like kind of being smart about it. So I'm sure there's like a balance between like not thinking too much about all of that and just putting yourself out there, but then, you know, also looking at those things. So you are, um, you know, really like capitalizing on all of that, you know, potential if you're doing, if you're putting them out at the right times and getting it in front of the right people. Yeah. And I mean, those are like, you know, specific tips, right. And I think you make such a good point. Like at the end of the day, what I've learned is that I have some of the most successful reels or videos when I am authentic and like no BS and I'm calling it like it is and voicing my opinion because that's what people want to see. So it doesn't, necessarily have to be posted at the right time or have the right filter or you know have your texts all timed at the right time like if you're being authentic and being yourself and you know being true to your message I think that's all that matters because it's really hard to find that on Instagram so people can weed out the people that aren't doing that and that's how you're going to get a following as well Mm -hmm. just being more of you um, just in a more visible sense Ready to start your nutrition business but have no idea what steps you need to take? No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. So um, I'm curious, do you ever like get nervous to post a specific video or specific reel or do you like post something and then cringe at what you posted or do you ever take things down like how do you kind of like deal with like those moments where you're like "Mm, I don't feel so confident about this or maybe I shouldn't have posted that yeah that's a really good question I feel like yeah there's definitely times when I'm self-conscious about putting myself out there especially if it's with a controversial topic 
um, mm-hmm. which can happen with holistic nutrition. Sometimes you can have opposing ideas um, in the health community. So I do definitely feel nervous when I'm posting my opinion, um, but I still do it and just kind of remind myself like the people that want to be here and follow me and, you know, learn from me really want to be here. And the ones that don't, don't have to be. So yeah, that's pretty much what I remind myself of with that. And then I don't delete anything because it actually affects your algorithm as well. So even if your videos, um, whether that's an IG live, a story, um, specifically reels though too, if you post it and then let's say, Oh my God, you know, I have five likes and under a hundred views, I'm going to delete it that affects your algorithm and your engagement as well. So just keep it up there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and learn from it, right. Grow from it. And, um, you know, it moves so quickly and people, it's always that it's that thing or that saying where it's like, you know, we're the, we're our own worst critics. We're the ones, you know, nitpicking what we're doing and pulling it apart more than anyone ever is or will. And so, you know, I think a lot of it is probably, um, maybe that confidence piece is like, kind of getting over yourself and just, you know, really shifting to being like, you know, I'm here to serve and help people. And if that means putting myself in an uncomfortable situation until I get comfortable, I have to do that. Totally. And I feel like there's been studies that have come out recently about um, the audience on Instagram and what they're truly looking for. You know, they did one that recently came out for 2021 and people are really leaning into Instagram to educate themselves and to get help. Like it's not just a platform for silly stuff, you know, for funny videos, like people truly do want to learn and that's where they're starting to go to for resources and education. So I think it is so important to remind yourself that you have all the tools that you need to help everybody else and to not be super self-critical of putting yourself out there. Just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we can rewind back to, you know, when you first went on video, I'm assuming it was probably like pre reels, maybe you did like an Instagram story. Um, what was that like for you? Like, were you, like you mentioned feeling more natural on camera. So were you able to just like put the camera on yourself, like, you know, press play or press record and be like, Hey, I'm Jen. This is what I do. This is who I help. Or were you nervous at first? Did you stutter? Were you kind of had to build yourself up to it? You know, like, have you seen kind of a progression of like where you started to where you are now? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Starting was definitely nerve wracking and it still can be sometimes when you're not feeling yourself or, Maybe you've had a few slow months or something, right? Like there's a lot of things that can affect your confidence and that can show up in stories or lives or whatever. And that happened at the beginning and it still happens now for me. But I've definitely seen a progression. Like the more I get out there and the more I put myself out there and start to encourage conversations about the topics that I'm passionate about, um, the easier it gets for sure. So I would say just go for it because I mean the longer you wait to get on there the longer people are going to have to wait to see what you have to offer right Mm, yeah and you know it could be two people doing the same thing so it could be like there's another amazing holistic nutritionist out there also doing women's health also doing support for periods you know empowering people (laughs) there's so many but but you know maybe what helps 
you stand out specifically, Jen, is that people are seeing you and they're being educated by you. And you're, you're that like constant reminder because you're popping in all the time that when it comes to them needing help, they might be, you know, really looking at, okay, nutritionist A over here, you know, she's very knowledgeable, but I don't really know who she is. I don't see her that often, but Jen over here, I'm seeing her pop on all the time. I know what she's like. I know her personality. I feel comfortable with her. They can really make that decision. So it might be that like, there's, you know, for those of you listening, like you might, or you likely are just as educated and just as mm-hmm. um, like valuable and you can bring just as much to your client, but they might not know about you or feel comfortable with you that they might choose the other person just because they don't know what you have to offer. It's so true. Like I feel like, yeah, when it comes to consistency and getting on Instagram, um, there is that like, like no trust factor. Right. And Mm -hmm connecting especially with a practitioner like if we're strictly talking about other holistic nutrition practitioners in the online world well you're not going to like or feel connected or trust all of them and that's okay right and that's why there can Mm -hmm. be so many people in a specific niche and they can all thrive because I'm not going to like or want to work with every other nutritionist out there. I'm going to start watching their videos and their reels and their testimonials and be like, okay, like I like her vibe. I like how she talks. I like her approach, you know, versus somebody else where I'm like, nope, I actually just am not a fan of her messaging or I don't like her approach or she just doesn't seem like my cup of tea, you know, and that's fine. And that's why we can all coexist in the online world. And like you just said, like getting on there consistently is all that matters because people will start to think of you if they're always seeing your face on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So to kind of wrap up the conversation, because I think you've shared so many, well, amazing tips about planning out the reels, which I'm going to try all of those methods, (laughs) because that was just very smart and very logical. Um, And then, you know, kind of helping people see the progression of like where you were, where you are now, and you know, how it's really helped your business um, dramatically, like, improve, you know, and get those ideal clients coming in your door. Um, But what are like some kind of tangible tips or takeaways you could give for people who are wanting to feel more comfortable on video? Mm. Some tips, I would say, maybe this sounds silly, but what's really helped me and I did this from the get go is that I bought a little ring light for my desktop Mm -hmm. because I don't know what it is, but good lighting on a video when you're putting yourself out there in the online world it just kind of gives it that professional touch and when you start to look at your videos ahead of time to post and it has great lighting you know and you've like color coded your text or something to um your color scheme for your business whatever right like it just Mm -hmm. it makes you feel a little more confident and it looks professional so I would say like lighting um And that's not an expensive purchase. I got my little ring light for like 20 bucks on Amazon. So that really helped me with making videos. Um, Like I talked about before, just being authentic, right? Like not complicating your message. Um, And consistency, I would say, we talked about this already, but um, to get comfortable, it does take consistency. Um, So maybe the days that you don't feel like showing up, just show up, Mm. talk about your day, 
you know, talk about a client you worked with or behind the scenes, like anything, right? People want to get to know you. So I would say just show up even on the days that you don't feel like it. Um, to that, to that point, um, something I will always tell clients that are like pretty nervous to go on video. Mm -hmm. Um, I usually recommend like, you know, just start with audio. So maybe it's not you Mm -hmm. on video, but it's a video of you, like showing your hands, making your dinner or like, you know, something in action where you're talking and maybe you're sharing or you're educating, but it's not you on video. And then from there, you know, do that for a little bit and then set yourself the goal to put your face on video. And then from there, set yourself a goal to try your reel. So, you know, if you have to work it in, but doesn't mean you have to go like full gung ho right away. You can (laughs) kind of work up to it. But just like you said, Jen, it's like, you're not going to feel hundred percent comfortable unless you, you do it over and over till it becomes something you're more familiar with. Totally. And I, I think one other point too, um, I like I love that idea of like working your way up to showing your face mm-hmm. and you truly aren't comfortable with that. I think that's a great idea. Um, but I think also too, maybe taking like an hour, um, having coffee and just like skim through Instagram for people that you follow and you like their approach, you know, maybe just jotting down like, Hey, what do I like about how this person shows up on stories or on reels or, you know, in their lives, whatever it is, and start writing this stuff down and think, okay, like, how can I implement that? And with my own little authentic twist, and how I show up. And I Mm -hmm. feel like once you start to put those pieces together, that can also boost your confidence a bit too, because then you're taking from people that you know, you like, but then putting your own personal twist on it, which can really help. Yeah, I love that. And then to that point, if you're like, kind of sitting down beforehand, and like strategizing like what you love best and maybe what would make you feel comfortable. Do you recommend that people write a bit of a script for themselves or do you feel like that takes away from the authenticity and you'll just like trip yourself up because you're like trying to do a script? Like on a story? Yeah, a story or even like a reel. um, Or uh, I guess like another question would be like, do you script it out or do you record it multiple times until you get the best version? Yeah, it's a good question. On stories, I don't script anything. I just show up and start chatting about whatever. Um, I'll usually tie it into a post that I just did um, and elaborate on that. Um, Or, you know, behind the scenes or clients, like anything. Like stories are really impromptu. I don't think too much about those. Um, And then with reels, yeah, I don't really, I don't really script those either. Um, mm-hmm. but I will say I do <laughs> re-record a lot of reels. Like I'll, I'll start recording when I'm like, nope, don't like it. Stop starting. <laughs> like the stop start again does happen quite a bit just because I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I like things a certain way, but by no means does it have to be that way. That's just my personality. So I feel like it doesn't have to be perfect. It can just, you know, be done. Especially when totally. Recording. Yeah. Doesn't it feel so good though, when you record, either a story or a reel and you just like get it right on the first time. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's so funny, like recording a reel um, with somebody else in the house and they see mm. you recording and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, exactly. a hurdle to get over. Yeah. Well, it is true. Right. And, and maybe that's like, if that's like someone listening and you're like, yeah, like my partner's always here. My kids are watching. Maybe it's like 
just like communicating to the family. And I know it's harder if you have kids, but like, let's say, you know, it's hard for you to do that during the day. So maybe you communicate to your spouse or if your kids are older, communicate to them or whoever is, you know, in your surroundings to just say like, I need 30 minutes. Like, can you guys go out for a walk or can I have time, you know, to do this? Or maybe you like pop into your garage or whatever it is and, you know, remove the distractions, but like set the boundaries that this is the time you're working towards, you know, improving your business. Totally. I think, yeah, especially if you're new to it and you're just trying to get comfortable, I think establishing some boundaries around quiet time where you can record is great. I've also seen other entrepreneurs out there record reels with their kids in them. And I'm like, yeah, that's sweet. I love them. You know, so it's like yeah, exactly incorporating your, your life and some of your kids, if you're comfortable with putting your kids on social media, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, just when I see stuff like that, I'm like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then I, when I keep seeing that show up, it tells me a little bit about who they are, right. They're really family oriented or they just like to have fun and go with the flow. Right. So I think, Again, not trying to perfect everything and that people just want to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has been awesome. You know, it's nice just to hear from you and how you've, um, you know, got more comfortable over time, how your business has grown um, because of Reels. Actually, maybe for a second, like, can you maybe just give us a quick picture of like what has like what have like Reels or been on video like done for your business? Yeah. Um, Oof. I feel like I started doing reels about six or seven months ago and it has increased my reach like quite a bit. Like when I look at my insights, the people that I have been able to reach are in the thousands. Like I don't know what kind of percentage of growth that is from versus not doing them, but it's quite substantial. So just having more eyes on my business, um, my following has gone up quite a bit in the last six to eight months, just from consistently posting reels, getting on stories, um, you know, just being authentic and trying to get my messaging out there. So, and, you know, I feel like reels, they're the hot thing right now, but I'm sure there's going to be something else, you know, Mm. in like the next year, two years, five years, whatever, because technology is always evolving. There's always something else happening in the background. So I would say just hop on, hop on the train (laughs) if you're nervous about it, right? Because I feel like if you're not doing reels, you're not maximizing your potential on Instagram. Mm. You know, that's very true. That's very true. And sometimes we want to resist those things. And then it's like, those things are working for a reason. So she has holistic nutritionists. Like, I don't know who's going to be watching um, specifically, but it does feel kind of contradictory to be like, okay, I'm a holistic nutritionist, but I'm also recording all of these silly reels all the time. (laughs) focusing so much on tech. Like it does feel kind of weird, but it helps my business. So I'm like, okay, well, gonna just gonna keep doing that exactly I love that um okay I have one last question (laughs) before you wrap up (laughs) I'm just like I have you here I want everyone to learn from you to the uh, maximum capability of this so um do you have any tips for getting the audio right when you're doing a reel like Mm. how do you time it do you have like any tricks or do you put it in slow mode to get it like how does that work for you That's a good question. Uh, I wish I could show you my phone. So, um, yeah, 
it definitely takes a little bit of practice. Um, what I've been doing a lot lately though, is setting a timer because then that gives you the opportunity to one, um, situate yourself behind the camera. So like, let's say you're not holding your phone up or something. Um, Mm -hmm. so you can put your phone on like, you know, a desk or let's say you do have a ring light with like a little phone holder, you put it in there, you turn your light on, you can sit back and get ready. So it gives you time to do that. Um, but then setting the timer, you're also allowed to adjust how long the audio goes to. Um, so setting a timer can really help. Uh, I love the slow-mo feature because let's say it's a really wordy reel where like, you're doing a voiceover for a song or there's some banter going back and forth or something. Right. And if you can do slow-mo, it really gives you time to get all the wording in properly. So you're not missing anything. Um, and then it kind so, of looks funny too. So do you do, Oh, so like you would do it in slow-mo and then like post it as slow-mo or is there a way to like record it slow-mo so you have the words and then like put it to normal speed so it looks like you're saying it at normal speed yeah so like when you do when you go in there and you have like you know on reels you have all those options for editing so one of them is the self or the timer and then above it is um like the slow-mo or speeding up right so i'll instead of doing one time which is regular i'll click two times and then set a timer and when you go in, it does it so slowly, even though it's going to be sped up two times. But because it's slowed down, you're able to really have time to think about the words that are coming up. So you don't miss a beat. Everything's on time. And then when you post it, your mouth is sped up, if that makes sense. But it's a normal time. It sounds confusing, but if you're doing a reel that's... Um, really wordy or like I said like a song a lot of banter back and forth it can be really helpful and what I started doing as well was like um taking just a piece of paper and let's say there was like some lyrics to a song where I was like oh my god I'm not gonna remember any of these I'll write them down and just like sticky tape it to my ring light (laughs) so I have something to watch where I'm like okay I'm just gonna know all the words now and that's been really helpful that is so smart. Just taking like a moment to write them down versus I'll like try to record it and I'll be like, oh, I got that word wrong. Crap. Like I have to go back and do it again. So that makes so much sense just to like be a little bit thoughtful into like, how can I set myself up for success here? Yeah. There's so many cool features in, um, in reels. So I would say, yeah, just like start YouTubing some features. There's so many great tutorials on YouTube when it comes to reels. And that's how I learned some of those things. Um, So that's where I would start. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And to wrap up, I would love for you to just share where people can find you, like what you're working on now that they can Mm -hmm. either, um, you know, check out for themselves or refer some clients your way. Uh, What's Mm -hmm. going on in your world right now? Yeah. Uh, It feels like (laughs) lots going on as usual. Um, But you can find me first on Instagram. I'm the holistic mind, all one word. Um, On there, uh, in my bio, there's Linktree. So you can kind of get a rundown of my services, but I offer all virtual services. My niche is uh, women's hormonal health, menstrual health. I can help women with their periods, um, irregular cycles, that sort of thing, PMS, PCOS, endo, 
Um, I have one-on-one services. It's a 13-week program. I have a 10-week holistic hormone reset group program. And I just launched a four-week Dutch hormone mini package. So that includes, Mm -hmm. uh, if you haven't heard of it, it's Dutch hormone testing. Um, And then we work together for four weeks one-on-one with the results from your Dutch test. So um, yeah, Instagram, the holistic mind or www.theholisticmind.ca and all my offerings are there as well. And I'm currently accepting, uh, new clients for the new year. So awesome. Pretty much it. I think that is great. Lots of goodies there to check out and I'll make sure to put, um, all of those links in the show notes for everyone to check out. And I highly, highly, highly recommend that you follow Jen on Instagram. Um, if not for the education, the high quality education she shares just to watch her real ideas. You could be like one of those real gurus that we were talking about because you definitely (laughs) are on all the trends. And I look to you to be like, Hmm. Okay. Jen did that one. Maybe I I should put it in my back pocket for the future. So I should change um, my business. Yeah. <laughs> no more nutrition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. And honestly, I'm so proud of how far you've come. I think you're on such an upward trajectory in your business. And I love that you're so open to doing new things, trying new things all the time. And thank yeah, you. thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing with uh, my audience. And I'll have to have you uh, back again soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. I love talking about <laughs> Instagram and reels and all that. So it was a pleasure. Yeah, it was it was really fun. Thank you so much, Jen. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend or take us on social media. Catch you next time.